this week, Mike and Mike try to get their facts straight and try not to mess up, which they inevitably will do, which I have done three times already for the intro. So there you go. Here's the show. Welcome to the Big Ditka's Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Big Ditka's Fantasy Football Podcast. You got Mike and Mike with you. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good. Um, yeah, as good as, uh, as good as one can hope to be on a, on a long, busy Thursday. We're recording this on a Thursday. There's been some, some footballs and some, some debates. It's, uh, it's made for an interesting evening of, uh, of television. Indeed. Indeed. I don't want to talk about the debate. I do, but no, I don't. I'm not, not going to. We're not. not going down that route. We don't care. Yeah, no. Uh, let's talk. Well, we do, but let's just not. We already talk. did. We already did. But let's talk football. <laughs> let's talk football. When I say sports, you say nuts. Sports. Nuts. Sports. Nuts. Now, the, I mean, let's start off with the news part of things. And, I mean, we'll start off with the easiest, the easier one. So, Antonio Brown. Um there's interest in Antonio Brown. He got picked up actually by the Incredible Bulk, Tony's team, whose wide receivers are Michael Thomas, uh, Fulgham, Thielen, Edelman, and A.J. Green. I thought, oh, okay, and I get it. Pick him up. Uh, interest for him in Seattle, apparently, but apparently there's some other teams uh, interested in this. And I don't know if you also saw this, but Des Bryant actually got is reported as being going to be signed to the Baltimore practice squad. Uh, I missed that, which is which is a little interesting as well. Not that I think he's going to be fantasy relevant, but I mean, I don't know. Interesting to see. Interesting to see. Right? That is interesting. So, what do you think, man? What do you think about this uh, this talk of Antonio Brown after his tweets of being out of the NFL? He's back in the NFL. There's rumors now. What do you think? I, I mean. My ship on him sailed a long time ago. He used to be amazing. Um, there's so much going on uh, with him, but you said Seattle is the likely... Seattle seems the one that he's getting tied to in reports. Yeah. and it's The tough. only thing about that is you've already got Metcalf, who's playing amazing. Yeah. And um, just tearing it apart. And he's not the only high-level high receiver on that team. Yeah, and I mean, Tyler Lockett. Who's a Moore? Who David Moore is it? I think as well. Who's who's done well as a wide receiver three as well, right? I, I believe so. And then you've got Chris Carson, who can also receive out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, it it would be like uh, Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, that wasn't felt this week because the Chiefs were not able to play him. But that kind of thing. Um, Russell Wilson is amazing. He'll be able to support a whole bunch of receivers. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine that they'll all be fantasy superstars anymore if you just get it's another one of those too many mouths to feed well and um, I, I find what is what's interesting to me about it is you go you seem to have a good receiving core like um i think lev bell has certainly been humbled in the past few years and i read you know him saying that hey he understands he's not gonna have the same kind of role and he's okay with that he just wants to play on a championship caliber team and antonio brown doesn't really seem to be in that same boat where he's you know he's been you know anybody who goes on twitter and announces he's done with the nfl tells you that he's not really done and it's really in his head but he like needs to express it so you know what's he going to do on that team it seems 
I don't know. It's it, I don't understand why Seattle would in a way. I get it in a way, but in another side, I go. It seems like you're you're doing all right with wide receivers. So they don't need it. It's overkill. I mean, I can't blame them, especially with people getting COVID, people going down due to injury mm-hmm. this year. It seemed so much more pronounced. Yeah. I mean, you can get another high level receiver if that's your third option. Like, I don't blame them if he can still do the job. Um, he was the best receiver in the NFL for a while. Uh, so even if he's added a couple years on to that, um, having him as your third option is amazing. Um, <laughs> so I don't blame them for going after it. It's yeah, but fantasy it, having him as a third option, tough. but if you have him as a third option, who's a guy who feels like he should be a first option, that can be where oh, it gets Oh, he could disrupt team chemistry. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Agree. This, I think this is appropriate. Well, what I've learned from watching this is Jack. Yeah. So, you know, we just discussed pretty much. Yeah. That's a good summary. (laughs) But I want to talk to you because I mean, you're obviously closer to Miami and Tua is announced as the starter. Yes. And I wanted to know, I don't, I don't know this stuff. I don't look at, I don't watch college football. I know you've told me he's a generational talent. I read a lot about Fitzpatrick and it was interesting because when they first announced it, a lot of the comments people were saying were, Oh, you know, Fitz must have known about it. Um, I, I liked a lot of people who were saying really smart on Miami, you know, get the magic, but avoid the tragic. And I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that <laughs> is clever. Like, you got to take them out before the other shoe drops. Um, but, and then today I was reading that, you know, he said pretty much his quote is, I basically got fired yesterday and my day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who replaced me for four hours. And he also came out and said, you know, I, I thought this was my team and he felt, you know, he really hurt. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that. And then, I mean, Tua got picked up by uh, Sandra Pussy Galore. Mm-hmm. It's always hard to say her team, but, you know, Pussy Galore picked up Tua. And I'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I considered picking him up. Um, I, I figured it wouldn't be able to. I didn't pull the trigger fast enough, obviously. I figured I wouldn't be able to wait and see with him because he is a rookie. He mm-hmm. had a couple plays where he didn't look the worst at the end of the last game. Um, the quotes from Fitz actually kind of surprised me. I thought he was on board with this. Um, it was kind of obvious when they drafted Tua that he was the next quarterback. And I thought it was going to be more of a caretaker role where he was going to learn under Fitz. And uh, and then eventually take over. Um, my biggest concern, obviously, was just coming off of his injury um, because he had a number of serious injuries in his last year. Yeah. Uh, would he be ready? I would have been actually fine if they kind of did what they did with Patrick Mahomes, where Mahomes in his first year played the last game of the season. Um, him coming in in week seven just tells me that you know they think he's there. Obviously, we don't see what's going on in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a little bit sad at a at Fitzpatrick to hear the news about Fitzpatrick, not at him, sorry, to hear the news about Fitzpatrick because love the guy. He's a fantastic quarterback, journeyman quarterback. He's so easy, easy to like. I really enjoyed likeable. when he was uh, trying to, to hard count them offside. If you saw, he tried the first time and then the second time he just started like smiling. Yeah. He and- just started smiling. Yeah. Total <laughs> giveaway. Um, like, all right. Clearly this isn't, this isn't going to happen. He's awesome. It sucks that he's upset. I thought he was on board. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. Uh, going forward, I think, I mean, based on what I saw, and I'm assuming what the coaches saw, I think Tua is going to be fine. What kind of quarterback gonna... is Tua? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Is he a running quarterback? Like, where is he? Lamar Jackson? Is he a Patrick Mahomes? What kind he's, of quarterback? He's more is of he? a. So I don't watch college football closely either. Yeah. Um, 
So, so like here. I'm taking this off of like highlight packets and stuff like that. He's going to be, he's going to run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to be Lamar Jackson or anything like that. And I don't think he, I don't know if he'll be like Jake Allen or Justin Herbert trying to run through people, Josh Allen, um, trying to run through people um, because of his injuries. Mm. Um, but he'll definitely be rolling out, scrambling. He's not a pocket quarterback. Gotcha. Um, he's, he's kind of always on the move. Um, Kyler Murray-ish so, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I mean, I think that's a good comparison. I got to see him play a little bit more, obviously, before. Um, well, I think Kyler Murray. But I think he'll be fantasy relevant. I think gotcha. he's going to be as, I mean, we'll see his decision. The coaches were saying at the end of the game, his decision making was really good. Mm. It was really mature. Um, so I'm, he probably will be as fantasy relevant as Fitzpatrick. Um, with some more interceptions. Um, but you know, like in the second half of the Jets game, Fitzpatrick kind of had a really quiet second half after that great first half, things really calmed down, Yeah, you know? So he's had his up and down moments. He hasn't gotten to Fitz tragic, but like there has been times where he's kind of the defense. Miami's defense is better than people can give him credit for. And they've kind of helped him out at times too. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's going to be much of a step down fantasy wise from to uh to i mean i could be wrong and i think that's a great transition to talk about this week because we said we we're going to do this a little a little bit of a quick one but let's do this guy hold on let's start right out hey what happened and that's i wanted to start with this one right here i'll just highlight in our show notes but the incredible bulk gets their second win versus steve and steve's rattlers um and he did it really on uh young uh young hoku with 20 points two field goals for 40 49 one field goal these are too many stats um (laughs) you know but anyways 20 points from the kicker as atlanta really made minnesota look bad and i don't know if you saw also but today minnesota uh shipped off uh one of their defensive ends um that they traded for recently uh, they've traded a second and a fifth pick for this guy, and they've traded him away for a third and a fifth after six games. So people are like, hey, smart move from Minnesota's point of view. Um, yeah. Why do we need these picks? Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But the interesting one here is the Miami. 15 points against the Jets, 24 to nothing, you know, three sacks, one interception. You know, anytime you get a zero in the NFL, I think that's always that's always shocking to me because – you get so yeah. many downs to get it down the field and uh and you know kudos to Miami for you know we know the Jets are pretty bad but they're uh, very bad. I think if you have a defense going against the Jets you're going to have a good week. Um especially if uh, Flacco's still in there and there's not Darnold. Um now yeah. that they've lost Bell, um yeah, there's that team is just a disaster. Uh they need to get rid of Gase but they're not. I don't know why. Um so yeah, if you if you're playing the Jets, your defense is going to do well. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's only up from there. So yeah. you know, on the on the other side, Steve monster performance out of Derrick Henry, and it sucks to lose when you get a guy who rushes for over 200 yards, two touchdowns, 52 receiving yards. What a game by Derrick Henry! I don't know if you watched that game. You watched that game, Mike? I, I only saw the highlights. Man, man I. I love Derrick Henry. I love uh, Tannehill going back to Miami. Um, the Titans, if I had a second team, it would pretty much be the Titans at this point. Henry's just fun to watch. He is, and, man. Uh, that run, yeah. that run, man, that was – and I love the – I think the stats were something like, 
you know, they have all the next gen stats and they were saying something like 180 yards that he shouldn't have gained. You know what I mean? That, uh, that he yeah. gained, which is amazing. Um, he just throws people around on the field. He oh, throws people around. You know, I was thinking about it. I, you know, I wanted to chat with you at one point, but like, you know, the, the, the straight arm is by far my favorite football play. You know, even if it's even if it's not as good as what Derrick Henry did, but you know, when the straight arm, I just love when you see that guy coming in. You go, these are you know, it's full grown men coming at you, full speed, mm-hmm. full bore, and you just shove them off. Ah, oh, it's the best. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, you beat me, yeah, one sixteen to eighty eight. Kenyon Drake finally shows up for you, twenty eight point four points, one hundred sixty four yards, two touchdowns. That great touchdown in garbage time that he was like. Why would that was I? the big one. Why would I go down on one yard? And it killed me, by the way, because Hopkins had that really nice catch, and I was, and he kind of stumbled and fell down. I was like, "No, run it in, run it in." That was my only chance, I, man. We've talked about this, and uh, you know, I took some, I took some leaps, and they paid off this week. Um, I just, I just hit at the right time because uh, I thought you had me for a while. Well, cousins, cousins got you. Cousins got you real good. He was you yeah. were you were sweating bullets there at the start. Three interceptions. That was amazing. I was like, you got, and I put in the notes here. You got both sides of cousins. You got exactly um, the regular kind of cousins. Where and that's when when I when I had my shitty week with him. I was like, he didn't do his thing. His thing is to not play really well, and then in the fourth quarter, when shit doesn't really count, then suddenly he starts playing well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you got it's that. Very true. So you know. Good on you. And I, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, Minnesota, you know, it's, I, I didn't know they re-signed him either. They signed him to an extension. So. Oh, I yeah. wasn't actually aware of that. Yeah. They signed him in March to a three-year extension. And Ugh. so they're like, if they were to cut, he's like 22 million in dead cap space next year. So they're like, these, he's our guy. And I, I don't know if you saw also, but Kirk Cousins came out and said like, you know, if I keep playing like this, I'm not going to be the starter. And you're like, well. You know, they got a lot of money in you, man, so you should probably show up. (laughs) Ball Fumbers Anonymous here, 5-1, and wins 89-81 to against Sandra. I feel like it was a low-scoring week. There was two games under 100 points. This was the lower of the two. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there was just a bunch of, I think more than half the league scored under, I mean, it was the bye weeks have started. Yep. Um, and we have the injuries coming into play, but I don't, I was actually wondering if there's a historic way to find out if this is the lowest scoring week Ooh. ever, because, um, I think it's up there. Scoring is not usually where like six teams plus score under a hundred points. I mean, I know scoring has been up, uh, in general, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I know I can't pull that up quickly. I know scoring's been up in general in the NFL, and uh, I don't know if you. I recently was reading some stats around uh, offensive holding and how far down that is because they're not calling that very much, as well as uh, defensive pass interference um, or offensive. I'm, I'm pass in scoring in our league. No, I know, but I even think, still, like yeah, scoring yeah. in general. Um, you know, for Chris, it was it was Ronald Jones, twenty four points, huge game against Green Bay, and what a what a strange game that was. You know, it looked. It looked very different, very different from the first bet. And um, mm-hmm. the interesting with, uh, well, the one thing I'll say about Chris, I'll give him a lot of kudos because, you know, when I was in the chat, you know, lamenting my team, he was like, hey, it's all good. You know, you never know what's going to happen, you know. 
And then this week when Sander was kind of going, well, why am I even going to bother starting a team? And he was like, hey, you never know. You know, and both times he he allowed, he permitted the other team to get close, which I think is nice. He's given us some hope, you know. <laughs> I'm glad that he's, you know, he's telling his starters, hey, you know, ease up a little. You know, again, if if it's the garbage time, just go down on the one yard line and just end the game instead of going to score a touchdown like Kenyon Drake did, just to rub it in, <laughs> like you tell your team to do. <laughs> the next one up here, Dirty Girl, lo- loses to, to Jimmy's touchdown there. Jimmy goes up to 4-2. and two. Dirty Girl, girl drops to 2-4, and 97-68. And the big lines here were, if you looked at Dirty Girl's team, Mike Evans with only one point uh, versus yeah. Green Bay. And, you know, but at the same time, I guess they really didn't need it after that first little bit. But that's a really tough one because nobody expects one point from Mike Evans. And no. for touchdown there, it was the the Giants defense with 14 points coming up big for him. So, yeah, I mean, I know they were the, the pickup and, you know, it's uh, it's uh are they doing tonight? They're doing well tonight as well. Not great, but um, three sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, one touchdown for them against Washington. And then tonight, so far, they've got they've got six points. So you know, three sacks, one interception, and uh, what's the game? They're winning twenty-one to sixteen currently in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, six points. I'll take that from a defense. Not doing great, That's but not bad. Hey, yeah, for the Giants, right? Yeah. And then you got Wolves Wildcats, who were the ones, when you talk about the scoring being low, they were the ones who decided, oh, why would we do that? 133 to 70, beating Steeman Willie Beeman. And, and, you know, John really wrote that Josh Allen was really killing it for him. And last week, only 16 points. Um, but it was a crazy wet game. It was, it was a pretty gross game out there. So, you know, Josh will be back. And uh, for- he has had a couple of weeks of, of kind of a little bit down. It'll be uh But did you see that game? It was it was raining, it was it was gross. Yeah, but he's not like he's also not really getting it done on the ground like he used to. Mm-hmm. I do have some questions about him because he looked like the MVP for the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was it was him and Russell Wilson. You're like, one of these guys is gonna get it. Um and that surprised me. I started to come around on Josh Allen because I've always questioned his accuracy, which yep. is much better this year. Um but yeah, the last couple of weeks it's been a little bit a little bit rough. I don't know if it's game script. I don't know if it's the weather, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. He's still going to be a top 10 quarterback. He's not like dropping that far this season. Um, no, he was but just one of the, he was like potentially the best quarterback. He was up in the one, two, three discussion. And it'll be well, interesting to see if he can get back up there or if he's just going to be like a five to seven range quarterback. Still amazing, but you know. Well, we'll see, because this week they go against the Jets. So if there's any game to right the ship, <laughs> it's the Jets. It's but, very true. You know, the challenge with that one, yeah. is you go, if you don't need to throw the ball and you don't need to run and you don't really need to score many points, then maybe you won't. But I feel like the benefit here to John is when you come off a loss like that and you didn't really have a good performance, then maybe they just, you know, dig in on the Jets and, and, and uh, you know, take that division rivalry and remind the Jets of how much they suck. And for Wolves Wildcats, man, Kyler Murray, 29 points. Justin Jefferson, 30 points, 166 yards, two receiving touchdowns. Julio Jones shows up, comes back from injury, 25.7 points, 137 yards, two receiving touchdowns. And some of those touchdowns, man, they looked not like they looked really nice. And you look at this mm-hmm. and you go, all of this, you know, 55 points from that one game. 
which is pretty awesome. Yeah, Jefferson really showed up. And uh, I mean, I, I benched Ryan because of how poorly he was playing. And everyone was saying he needed Julio Jones to be fantasy relevant. And clearly Julio Jones has uh, proved that accurate. His return, <laughs> uh, the entire Falcons team just, just exploded again. And, you know, it's a shame because you, you got a good week out of Kirk Cousins. But those... I did. Oh, I, I'm not complaining. I still had yeah. a good backup quarterback. Those um, three interceptions so yeah. really hurt you, man. It would have been, that would have been a lights out game, but alas, that's not what Cousins gives you. <laughs> so let's talk waiver wire. Where is my waiver? I had to move some things around. There you go. Would you like it if I laughed at your misfortune? Huh? Wave to the people. So we mentioned it. Tua got picked up by Sandra, which I think I know, it's interesting to see. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Love seeing people hustle. Steven Willie Beeman picked up Cole Beasley. Dropped Christian Kirk. Who, uh, Christian Kirk had a pretty decent game last week, didn't I? We had him in the other league. Uh, granted, yeah, it's a did, PPR, but... He had a decent game, but he wasn't getting targeted a lot. Um, he, he made stuff out of his targets. I think he was really limited in targets, though. Well, we can look that up. Yeah, three targets. Okay, he made stuff out of his targets because he scored two touchdowns. So there you go. Yeah, but like, how often are you going to turn three targets into two touchdowns? It was a it was a really savvy move on his path. Yeah, well done, Antonio Brown and Tim pa- uh, got picked up. Tim Patrick got dropped by the incredible bulk. So that's another interesting one to me because I, I didn't think Tim Patrick. Well, but I think Drew Locke is coming back now, right? Oh, is he? I believe Drew. I, I've kind of been. I've had a really busy week at work, so I haven't been totally tuned in like i like i normally pay more Dude, attention so. so have i so i need you to pick it up man because i can't i've got i've been <laughs> i mean we didn't do this yesterday because i was so tired and but uh tim patrick's had some good games man 113 yards and a touchdown 100 yards in the last game um so I, an interesting drop i i you know but i know um you know i do know that uh yeah i'm pretty sure drew lock is coming back uh, so maybe that's why, because Cortland Sutton's done. It's not like he's coming back. But yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew Locke is uh, is expected back, and uh, he was back. No, he was back. He did play. Man, we didn't pay attention. Man. No, clearly did not. Did not pay attention. Well, it's probably because he only <laughs> scored five fan- fantasy points, so I don't pay attention to anybody who gets that low, Kirk Cousins included. <laughs> and then Boston Scott, to me, and like I said, it was a really tough choice. I'm so surprised that nobody picked him up. I didn't expect to get him. And it was Tuesday night, and like we said, really tired. And I thought, oh, you know, the only waiver wire pick I could do, I had a kicker who was, I had a kicker on by, and I was like, I'm not going to burn a waiver pick to pick up a kicker. And so I dropped Boston Scott and then to, or picked him up, and then today um, benched him. Didn't play him today, so maybe next week. And uh, I dropped Fournette, so I'm interested to see what happens with Fournette. I've been kind of holding on. I mean, he's been on the IR, so he's not a hard player to hold on to, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going, I, I don't know, Ronald Jones has never been that good. So, you know, I'm I'm interested to see where Fournette goes. Maybe somebody picks him up. Maybe he goes yeah. on. It's, there's so many players. Like, uh, Mostart went down with an injury. Um, I believe he's on the IR at this point. Um, I think I heard that coming through. And it's like, who in the Niners, like which Niners running back are you taking? Who who entices you to go and grab it? And it, I kind of feel like the Bucks aren't that bad, but it's almost getting to that point where you're like, how can you trust 
you know, Fournette in that situation. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a number of backs in that backfield and he's not getting the attention that makes him fantasy relevant. But at the same time, he could blow up for a game. But it's so volatile that it's like, do you even, do you risk it? I don't know. Well, I mean, if Ronald Jones wasn't doing the job, then yeah, 100%. I think, you know, but the reality is Ronald Jones is doing the job. Bruce Arians has said he's going to ride the hot hand. And I go, why would he switch this up? And Leonard Fournette has been injured like he has been for most of his career, right? Uh, true. Arians so, does, at the drop of a hat, bench Jones, though, if he's... That's the problem. Jones will, Jones will drop balls, easy, open catches. Jones will fumble every once in a while. And so th- that's what makes Fournette enticing. You're just like, but that! But it's 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 so hard to, to say. To predict it, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk this week real quick, and then let's wrap this thing up. So this week, I'm facing off donuts against Dirty Girl. I'm hoping to flip that basement. If Dirty Girl doesn't score many points, that's that's going to be my motto, my mantra. If I can get him down, how many points does he have? Well, he's got he's got forty points more than me, but you know, maybe maybe I can pull it off. Maybe I can do it. Maybe I can do it. But more interestingly, we got Steam and Willie Beeman at three and three versus the Incredible Bulk at two and four. And I mean, that's a big one there because again, you go. You know, either you're going up four and three and the incredible walks dropping to two and five, or, you know, you go to three and four and three and four, and now you're in a tie again. And that ties into the next one, which, you know, Chris and Ball Fumblers Anonymous facing off against Steve, Steve and the Steve's Rattlers. I put Steve's, Steve's Rattles in the notes. I'll add the R in there. (laughs) It's not as intimidating of a name. Steve's Rattles. That's actually predicted going by the i mean you can only do so much with the predicted score in yahoo but that's 102.85 to 102.60 that's a tight one man that's coming in very tight that should be super interesting and it's got pretty big implications because you know again it's it's you go right now and you know always that middle part of the league and you look we got three teams at three and three you know you you washington nfl or steve rattlers and Stephen Willie Beeman at three and three, and you know it's going to make the difference. Somebody's going to going to rise up potentially and and come out of that crop with that. So you know, anyways, long story short, I think those are the games that I found interesting this week that I thought would yeah. be cool. They're, they are interesting. Hey, I'm doing my best on the small amount of time and energy and that we have. You and me both. You and me both. Scraping the bottle of the barrel. Bottom. I just said the bottle of the barrel. Well, that tells me something. <laughs> man. Somehow. Still long enough, though, man. Well, it's always fun, man. Always fun talking football with you. It's good times. Are we going to have debate talk after this? No. <laughs> all right. Well, for Mike and Mike and Fred, we'll see everybody all next week. <laughs> <laughs>